I'm going to start the song right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the mm. weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our song of the week, and then uh, we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Go to yeah. Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We have a phone number you can call, text us, leave, a vo- leave us a voicemail. Phone number is 503-893-5307. Get into that. <sighs> well, that's all I got for intros because they're yeah, boring as cool. fuck. So, yeah. uh, what do you got? Let's start with our fearless beer review, Jeff. What do you got? I have a stout today, or uh, an imperial brown ale. Right. Brown nosers. Sure. Yeah, this is all from right. Rusty Rail Brewing Company, which is in Pennsylvania, Mith Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. All right, of, that's a funny name. This is eight percent, like twenty IBUs. Um, this is called Waffle Sauce. It's a maple pecan imperial brown ale. So hopefully it Ooh. tastes like breakfast. Ooh, sounds yep. terrible. Well, I don't know about that, but it sounds delicious, and I'm hoping it's going to be delicious. It's a little 16-ouncer. It's been a while since I've had stouts. I think it's just okay. like the, the season. I think because it's just so hot, I, I've had no desire to have stouts, and I've just been sucking down Cures Lights and Corona Lights and stuff like that. I hope makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. You know, I mean, when it, yeah, know, it's 120 know. degrees out. You know, that's pretty pretty terrible. It's a dry heat but. though. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you already pour pour yours out? No, I, I was still okay. looking it up on Untaps. I haven't okay, done anything. So, oh, it's got good reviews. Yeah. Uh, my beer is called Cano Cana Bliss uh, IPA. <laughs> it's a uh, citrus cute. IPA. Sorry, Cana Bliss Citrus IPA. Get it? Cannabis Cana Bliss. I know. I. Know. Do you get it? I get it. I, I we didn't laugh. So I didn't think you got it. Well, I don't like to laugh. I'm, I'm zero fun. I know. I'm zero fun. We learned so that last week in Big Willie style. <laughs> this is a 7.2 ABV, or no, 7.4. Oh God! Let's see here. It's a uh, yeah. No, it's 7.2. I was I was wrong. I have a little 12 ounce can of it. Um, yeah, can Bliss IPA, uh, citrus IPA, and uh, I've never had it before. This is from uh, Oscar Blues Brewery. They do like the Dale's Pale Ale and stuff like that. Yeah, which is an okay beer. It's not, it's not great. But they also did that Guns and Roses beer where they got a cease and desist from Guns and Roses. That's right. Yeah, we talked about that years ago on the pod. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, so Guns uh, and Rose. That's what it was. Remember Guns and Rose? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> did we have it? I don't remember if we tried it. Nah. nah. Did we just talk about it? Yeah, we just talked about like Oscar Blues was gonna fucking take on Guns and Roses Corporation. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These guys. Right. You ready to drink? Yeah, I got mine all poured up, ready to go. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yep, 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 yep. That's good? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
This is a weird one. Okay, but what do you think about yours? What do you got? So this is this is a brown ale, and I, I'm no I'm no beer expert here, but I I think like the difference between a brown ale and like a stout or a porter is like porters and stouts aren't as sweet as brown ales and they have like a more roasted roastedy, roasty, roasty, malty yes. flavor <laughs> where I feel like brown ales are a little leaner in the mouthfeel. I would, I would agree. Yeah. So given all of that and given how much I like, like thick stouts, I like them thick and juicy. Um, this is, this is delicious. This is thin. So it's not as, as there's not as much syrupy residue there. Okay. That and it's fucking fantastic. There's a lot of there's a lot of syrup flavor, but it's only like in the nose. And it's only when you can smell it and then when you breathe out your nose, it still lingers there. There's not a lot of syrupy taste to it. But I like that. I like that. All I right. Like that. I like that. Okay, so my uh my IPA, this is not a very good IPA. Oh. Um it is a little bit sweeter, a bit malty. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's just so many better IPAs out there. It's not terrible, but I don't see myself ever going out and buying it again or drinking it again. I don't, uh, it's, it's sweet. It is sweet. It's it's a weird, sweet, malty kind of thing. I've never really had before, but yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't go well together. The, the two different kind of things. So with that being said, uh, we have, um, we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your uh, your beer, Jeff? Go. I mean, just based off of this alone, this is this is minimum 2.5. So this it's only wow, going to go up shit. from here. I've only had several sips. Um, this is really, really good. And I'm, I, I don't know. I'm happy with it. I'm happy to be back. I think, I think I'm coming back. Coming back around <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, what song is that coming back? Oh, it's Rage. There mm-hmm. you go. There you go. Okay, so you give it a two point five out of three. Uh, with mine, I like I said, I'm pro- I'm never gonna go back to it again. There's so many different options when it comes to IPAs. I would never go back to it. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a one point eight because it's not bad. It just no reason to ever go back. So one point eight out of three for me. Well, it's not all the same stuff. Now, when you have a really good IPA, it's not all the same stuffs. Okay, it's okay, the way she goes. Okay, okay. Just the way she goes. Okay. All right. So you got anything else on, on the Fearless Beer Review? No. That's uh, that's it for me. That's it. That's all. That's it. Okay. That's it for the pod. Thank you all for listening. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Let's get into the vinyl stuffs. Okay. What do you got, Jeff? Go. So this one, this is the last, actually not two things here are the last. These first two are the last things that I bought from the record show that I finally got around to listening for the second time before I filed away to sit and collect dust forever. And the first one is <laughs> Mr. Bob Dylan. Oh, God. Mr. Bob Dole. Overrated. That's 100% not true. But this one's cool. So this is this is freewheeling, freewheeling Bob Dylan. That's his second <sighs> album. 1963. This, uh, this cost a dollar at the record show. And this came from some people that were selling just a lot of stuff for really cheap. And and this is the last one of Bob Dylan that I would probably buy unless I saw it for like really, really cheap. So his, I have all of his strictly acoustic stuff now and then most of the stuff from the 60s I have. And then a couple other ones here and there like Desire and 
Yeah, there's there's a couple other ones that I have, but other than that, I'm pretty good on Bob Dylan. I still want the Basement <laughs> Tapes. That was like mid seventies. I still want that one, and I want a good copy of Slow Train Coming. Other than that, like I'm pretty good. Oh, and then obviously his last one, Rough and Rowdy Ways. I want to. Oh God, the one that came out last year. Yeah, it's a good album. It's terrible. Well, you listen to the one <laughs> song, probably like three minutes of it too. You didn't even listen to it. <laughs> no, I listened entirety. No, so. I listened to the. I listened to it. it, it, it I, 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 fuck. Easy, Tiger. I listened to Easy. it in its entirety. I did. <laughs> I did. This is what happens. Oof. I get frustrated. Uh, Boy, this is what Bob Dylan does to you. Yeah, so yeah, fucking annoying. That's this is it's his second album, like I said, from '63, and dude, this is one of his best. It's just his, it's amazing folk and blues stuff, and we've talked about it exhaustively, apparently, in your opinion. And it's just <laughs> God, he's just so fucking good. It's just the way he can tell stories and, and perfectly put you into like the '60s and and what's happening in the world in the '60s is just I think it's unmatched. It is songwriting at its finest. And it was a dollar. Oh my God. And I looked up on yeah. Discord. It's like a $20 record. That's cheap. And apparently, dollar, apparently, there's like, apparently there's like a lot of misprints on this. So one of the track listings is different than what he sings as, I can't remember what, what song it was. I should have remembered and took notes, but I didn't. But what he says <laughs> in the record is different than what is on being the labeled notes. on the label. Fuck. Yes. So therefore, okay. if you have one of those, it's worth like hundreds. And mine fit the description of all things to be that specific one. And so yeah. I was hoping, I, I was hoping, I was hoping as yeah. I was listening that it would be one of those so I could, I could sell it and buy, you know, a good copy of this and pocket some extra cash. But it wasn't. But for a dollar pickup, solid, solid, solid. Fucking guy, man. You're unbelievable. No fucking guy, man. You're unbelievable. No. Yeah, you're fucking unbelievable because it's... They're not that record's not that good. I remember listening to it. Dead. Dead. I, you're. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. All right. This is the last one I got <laughs> from the got record it. show. This is the last one I got from the record show. The Blue Ridge Rangers. This was also a dollar, and I was fucking surprised. We're looking for this specific one for a while. I've never seen the wild. Not that it's like. So it's not. It's not like rare or anything. This is. This is the first album by John Fogarty outside of CCR. Ah, and okay. it's his first solo familiar. album. And on the cover, it's just five guys on a ridge, and they're silhouetted so you can't see, and they're blacked out. And there, it says nothing on here about John Fogarty. You would never know it's John Fogarty. In listening, you can tell it's him singing, but then you still kind of like, maybe it's not, because it's very, very country sounding, very country, very bluegrass, very gospel, and it's all covers. And it was released as the Blue Ridge Rangers so that way Fogarty can make like a name for himself outside of CCR. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, it was after it did well, it was re-released and it says John Fogarty and the Blue Ridge Rangers, which is super obnoxious. <laughs> but the one that I have is just Blue Ridge Rangers. So I was super nice. happy about it. And it was a fucking dollar. And he plays all the instruments on this one also. But it's not annoying like the drums he did on Centerfold or Centerfield album. Remember that one? Yeah. Like Wait, this no, is, I don't know if I heard that. I brought oh, one of the that songs was the from one, the pot. Uh, like in the early 80s, right? Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, was a terrible. good, good song, but the drumming was just atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. But this one is, dude, this one is absolutely fantastic. And this is like, this is a must have for anybody who likes Fogarty or CCR because there's, it's, dude, it's John Fogarty. He's an amazing songwriter. And this is all just old country western covers. 
and it's amazing. And his his voice is just absolutely. He does a Jimmy Rogers thing on there, like mm-hmm. one of his yodel songs, and he absolutely kills it, slays it. That's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Good shit. So if you ever see it, I, pick it up. I know I've seen I've seen that record before. I've never. This is the only one of his that I've never seen. Really, I, I yeah. have seen it at Glass House, at least at Glass House. I have. I'd I'd, I'd pay up to ten dollars for this one. Damn, man, you're getting yeah. crazy. It's just it's really really good. It's better than some of the CCR albums that they put out. It's oh, really good. I mean, better than Mardi Gras, yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, I'll say it's better than Mardi Gras. That's fine. Yeah, I have no problem with that's that. That's it. And that's it. Well, wait, what do you mean that's it? No, this is, no, 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 no. You're saying it's only better than Mardi Gras? Yes. I, okay, I mean, that's, say it again that's if false. You want. It's better than Mardi Gras. It's better than Pendulum. Well, that's stupid. Fact. That's stupid. Fact. That's so stupid. But it's not better than so. Someday Never Comes, which is CCR's best song. <laughs> uh, another thing that I got. Yes. Okay. This is a band that I, I see all the fucking time and it's always in my bulk buys and I just I've never listened to it because it's I don't know, it's always there. It doesn't sound interesting at all, but Savoy Brown or Savoy oh, Brown. Yeah. Savoy Brown. I don't know how you say him. Um, Savoy. Savoy. I mean, do you talk about him a lot? Is that do you know them? I mean I I, I don't Does he call I, you at I home? <laughs> I was I was just gonna fucking say that. You beat me to it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, so Savoy, Savoy Brown. This is a band that just has that like. Not that there's anything wrong with this, but just has a revolving door of musicians for like every album or every area of this band. And this one, Hellbound Train, 1972, the eighth album. This band is just they have they've had so many fucking members in this band, just like hundreds of people, just from mm-hmm. all over walks of life, like guys from that started like Foghat, Fleetwood Mac, Yes, Genesis, UFO. Even a dude that like briefly sang with with Black Sabbath, there's just there have been so many people in this band, and that's one of the reasons why I just never got into them because I thought, I don't know, they can't be that good, right? It's got to be just well, stupid. I mean, because there's no consistency. So you would, I mean, I would automatically think that they're not very good, but that, that'd be my thing on it. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's it's dude, it's great blues rock. And it's exactly, it checks all of the boxes of what you want from just solid blues rock of the 70s. It's great melodies. There's a lot of really, really solid jams. And the last song is over 10 minutes and it's just a slow blues rock jam that plays on itself real, real well. And everybody has a lot of fun and it's it's good stuff. It's really good okay. stuff. So I'm I, when I still get Savoy Brown, I'm going to start keeping them and listening to them now that I <laughs> like them. to see. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them so right, many fucking fair. times. I do see them a lot too, but I just I the name itself just is stupid. It is know? stupid. It, just, it doesn't it doesn't draw me in at all. Doesn't mean anything. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Dumb. True. True. I don't, what is Savoy? Is that a word? <laughs> Dumb. I, I think it is, right? Savoy. I mean, look. What the it fuck up. does Savoy mean? It means what? nothing. It means stupid. That's what it means. It has to be something. Well, I'm sure it's something. Oh, it comes There's, from the from the Savoy record label. <laughs> but again, what is okay? Again, we still don't know what Savoy it's a, means. Savoy is a is a cultural historical region in the Western Alps. That's what it is. Oh, that sounds boring. Yeah, so it's probably French, a haven for French like, Alps. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, it's probably a haven for music or something that's in some capacity <laughs> that I don't know about. So it's probably not stupid, but it sounds stupid. And I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Savoy. Savoy. Oh, boo boo Savoy. Uh-huh. I don't fucking care. Dumb. <laughs> Idiot. How come it's always okay to make fun of French accents? Because it's so ridiculous. Is it okay? Even like, is that a thing? Like, why? No, is I don't it? know. Probably I don't know not, if it, I don't whatever. know if it's okay, but like, it's it's almost standard that 
everybody can. Or it feels like feels feels comfortable making fun of French accents. You know what I mean? It it does. Uh, what was um what was the guy? What was Keenan Thompson on all that? Oh, Pierre Escargo. Pierre, Pierre Escargo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Pierre Escargo. <laughs> And he's in a he's in a bathtub. Remember with his rubber ducky, yeah. with his rubber ducky. He's wearing like a raincoat and a rain hat, a yellow raincoat and rain hat. And then he'd always he would say something really like say Are something you? really bad French, and then he would translate it literally. And it was just oh, dude, it was so it was such a dumb idea. And then he would laugh, so remember, funny. and like kick his feet yeah. around and splash everywhere. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> the kicking, oh my god, <laughs> that's so good. Pierre Escargot. And then he would just the way, he, and he would laugh the same every time. Oh, oh. And he would like throw. And he would throw his head back and like scream it. <laughs> <laughs> the only good character Keenan Thompson ever played. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's not true. gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Yeah, I can't even think of another another character he played. Yeah. Well, He's always, his Bill Cobbs. His Bill Cosby was kind of good. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it. that was for the same. That was for the same reason that. Pierre Escargo was good because of the ha ha ha. But no, he was oh, always boy. just a counterpart to Kel. I mean, whatever Kel was doing, he was always just a more rational one of the two, which was which yeah. was fine because he he that allowed Kel to really get crazy and eccentric. Yeah, be more outrageous. But then, you know, he becomes more of like a like just a silly thing, a silly person. You know, so it's not going to go anywhere. That's why Keenan went everywhere, and not Kel. Dude, Cal had uh, Dance 360. You ever watch Dance 360? I have no idea what that is. Oh. Dude, no you gotta, idea. What you got to look at, dude. I think John and I used to watch this, or like Ryan, maybe it was like Ryan and Kevin and I in the condo. Dance 360 was it was a you make a circle, and you'd have like team battles, and one of the things was they'd be battling, you'd be dancing. And it's like a tag team, right? And so oh in a wrestling ring, you would tag your man. You tag your guy to come in. And so when it was time to tag your man, the crowd would be like, tag your man, tag your man, tag your man. Wow, <laughs> this it was is this, so stupid. It was this huge thing. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I don't know if it's cool, man. I, I I can't get behind you on that one. Just can't do it. Kel's the, Kel's the better of the two. Oh, for sure the better. Yeah, absolutely. Kel's the better. The Dance 360, you got to check that. It's good stuff. All right, moving on. Tag man. Uh, moving on, R- Roberta Flack. Roberta yes. Flack. Remember I got a bunch of these? You did, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. I got So I got three Roberta Flacks and three Isaac Hayes. And I was like, you know what? And I got a couple Smokey Robinsons. I was like, you know, I'm going to get into I'm gonna get into some soul and R&B here. It is, it is like the single genre of music that I've never, I've never got into, never tried to get into, and I've never really liked... Never really loved anything that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. like at least with trance, I tried, fucking hated it, and won't do it again. But soul R and B, I just never really got into it, and it's I don't know. Now, now is the time, I guess, because I'm getting all of these for free. So I got Roberta Flack. I got her. She's she's also famous for 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 doing the uh, Killing Me Softly. The Fugees oh, okay. covered it. Um, but yeah. I have her. I have her second, third, and then fifth album. So I listened to her second album. And it's called Chapter Two and 1970. And it's very much like soul and R&B, but there's some solid jazz influence thrown in there. And okay. like the bass players on this album have all played with other jazz giants as well as like mm-hmm. the producers. So they've all been around for a while doing stuff in like the 50s and 60s. 
and I like it. I like it. I like it because it's easy. It's easily digestible. It's not. I don't know. Like I, it's just easy to listen to. So I, I feel sometimes I'm just out of my my league, out of my element when listening to soul, especially with some of the singing and people feel things. And I just don't. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't get it. At least mm-hmm. with this one, it's very. I don't want to say it's mediocre, but it's just very like radio friendly soul stuff like she's not doing nothing crazy and she actually gets critiqued a lot because of that and and she comes from a musical family and went to school very very early to learn piano and musical theory and she gets a lot of criticism for lacking the actual soul in her music but her albums always get praised from the same critics that like criticize her so i don't fucking understand what's going on that doesn't make any sense but like 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 les mccann discovered her like mm-hmm. doing just singing stuff in a piano and loved what he heard. And then he arranged a meet to get her signed and she ended up playing like 40 songs in three hours for her would-be producer Jesus. at the time. Because they were like just she so... she recorded them or... I don't know, if, I don't know if it was recorded, but she it was it was just like all of the songs that she wrote and then all of this, like the covers she's been doing since she was like a kid. She's been playing piano since she was like fucking eight. Mm-hmm. And, and Les McCann, I've discovered doing other, during this vinyl thing that we've been doing les mccann i've discovered and he's a really really great jazz musician and i have yeah, some of his albums that, and you have one of his Montreux? albums yeah yeah that's great record so finding out that like he discovered her and saw something really really special in her also prompted me to want to get more into her and i think if there's a good entry point into like soul and r&b this could be it because it's really easy to listen to there's not a right. lot of i don't know there, i just i don't connect with a lot of it and this one i I feel like I did a little bit. Interesting. Okay. But then I don't know where to file it. Like, would I file this under my soul and R&B section? Because this is just, yeah. it's vocal pop. Like, well, it's vocal pop. No, I, w- I would put it under soul R&B. That's the, what I would do. What's the difference between her and Regina Spector? Uh, Regina old, Spector's more is closer to, she is closer to pop and a little bit of jazz. But Roberta Flack is more towards R&B and soul. So, that's they, what I would do. But they're both female vocalists that play the piano. So? But it doesn't matter if they both play piano. They're the, that's the like same saying, fucking person. That's like saying that. That's like saying Marta from Bleeding Through should be thrown in vocal pop because she plays that. Not does, in hardcore. Does she have a solo album where it's only her singing well, with no. the piano? Oh, okay. No, that, but that, that point is moot and it makes no sense. <laughs> Moving forward, that's kind of it was bad. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, I thought I you were going to come back with Freddie Mercury know, from I, Queen. I That's what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> well, then, okay, th- I mean, you could you could do that. Yeah, yeah. but the, the only difference is he's throwing Freddie. If he had a solo album where it was just him and a piano, I would still put him behind Queen because that's how I know him. But yeah. if it was just some random guy, then I I probably I don't know. I'd probably put him under. I don't know, Tyler. I don't know. This this yeah, but, just stems from me not being too deep into the genre. Also, like I'm sure there are people ringing their fucking ears out listening to me talk about this. Like, what are you talking about? She has to go I, into fucking new metal or something. I don't know. But. <laughs> I would still say it should go under R and B and soul. Yeah, that's where I will put her. Vocal pop? No, I, I don't think so. Because vocal pop has to. I feel like you're gonna throw more of like your jazz inspired music in that one. The vocal pop. I mean, I don't, it's not specific vocal pop. It's just pop because I don't have a lot of it. And so yeah. I have, I have Madonna in there with Jackie Gleason, with but Jackie Gleason, Sinatra, what? with. But Jackie, there's no vocals on Jackie Gleason and stuff. Yeah, there is. On the, on the one that I have, there is. Oh, there is? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
along with right. Regina Spector. Hmm. And again, that's just because I only have, along with Edie Gourmet and Peggy Lee, which mm-hmm. I like. Peggy Lee should be in jazz, but she don't play nothing. I don't know. Did I'm you very strict? Uh, you you only have Begin to Hope, right? For mm-hmm. Regina, wait. You don't? I have, no, I have her latest. I, I I thought about buying Begin to Hope, and I've seen it a couple times, but I want like the full version, the double disc, oh, all oh, the bonus that'd songs. Be awesome. And because of that, I missed out on some decent deals. But no, I have her, her Remember Us to Life is her latest album. That's right. Which is fucking fantastic also. It is. So, dude, every, I mean, honestly, yeah. every record no, of hers is amazing. It is true. It's so good. Whatever. I'm going to have to put her on my one list. I'm set that tab aside so I can do that later. Just watch it on Discogs. But Roberta Flack, man. It's just it's it's easy listening stuff. It's it's easy listening. Are you gonna put it in your easy listening exotica? Section? I don't have an easy listening section. I don't have Where an do you put Martin section. Denny? I put him in jazz. Really? Okay. I only have three That's albums fair. by Martin Denny. That's fair. Okay. But I That's might fair. make an exotica session now that I have all those weird percussive albums. <laughs> You might as well and throw Martin Denny. Do you have any Les Baxter or no? I do. I do have a Les Baxter and it's in my backlog, but it's like his first album that he ever did and mm. it's big band. So, mm. but like some yep. people still He's say that for sure. there's, there's elements of what he will become in those first albums that he did, but it's still big band. And it's, I, I've just been putting that one off. Yeah. No, he's, he's, I've listened to like five of his records and they, it, it it is hit or miss because he does do a lot of big band stuff. It's the same with Jackie Gleason. He has some really great like exotica, easy listening lounge stuff, but then some of his stuff is just straight up big band, maybe a little bit of swing. But yeah, it's 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 rough, especially when these bands or these guys come out with like sixty records in twenty years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's hard to differentiate. Yeah, it's silly, but it is silly. whatever. Yeah. What else we got? I uh, I got Lou Reed, Lou Reed's first Oy. solo live album, 1974, and okay. it's uh, it's only five songs, and four of them being Velvet Underground songs, and mm. I like this a lot. I think it's really cool. It sheds like new light on Velvet Underground songs because they kind of become like jam songs, and just get like a little more a little more depth to them. Songs like Heroin. Like that was from the their their Nico album, fantastic mm-hmm. song, and sometimes they can be like somber ballads when the Velvet Underground did them, but now they're like loud rockers and they're played live and it's I don't know it takes on like a new meaning and feel and it's it's just really cool stuff. I I really I really like this. Okay, so I'm glad you like yeah. it. I, I I don't get it, but well, you don't get a lot of things because you listen to six records all the fucking time. <laughs> Two of these songs yeah. are from Loaded. And I think you like Loaded. Loaded was like more of a, uh, more of a rocker. Was, um, the record, second to the last record. album. Oh yeah, yeah, Loaded was good. Yeah, the one with yeah. um, yeah, yeah, okay, I, yeah, the one right before Reed left. Yes, he yeah, kind of yeah, left. Was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He left like right right before it was released, and he didn't want it released. Yeah, yeah. That two of the two of the songs are from Loaded, and they're over eighteen minutes for both of them, and it's just oh man, dude, they're just it's. They're rockers, man. They're rockers through and through. The last song, Rock and Roll, is from Loaded, and he plays it out so fucking long. And the guys that played guitar in this eventually will go on to do, to start the Alice Cooper band, mm-hmm. but like not Alice Cooper, but like the Alice Cooper band. Yeah, yeah. 
or one of the other two. I don't know, fucking dumb. But yeah, it's it's good stuff, and it was it was uh it only it was only like fifteen bucks, and I was happy about it. So, all right, that's not bad. It really isn't bad. You and as long as you're it. happy, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. All right, this 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 brings me to my my pick of the week. All right, my pick of the week. So there's this new kind of, it's not like new at all, but there's there's a but a bunch of like new indie pop and and like lo-fi indie rock stuff. And I've 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 liked this genre for a long time, and I've I've been away from it for a long time. And then that song that Mark Hoppus sang on the the Bia Boudi song, the coffee. Oh song, yeah, yeah. That one kind of like song. got me back into it. And then there's a song like Prom Queen by Beach Bunny, and there's just all these other bands that I like because they remind me of like the indie rock that I was listening to right out of high school and in high school. Mm-hmm. And but now it's just a little bit more polished electronically, and and I mean, for whatever for whatever that's worth, these these kids are just doing it in their bedroom now. They call it bedroom pop, and they're just making songs. Is that really like, a thing? Bedroom yeah, it's pop? called bedroom pop. Which I mean, it sounds it right. sounds dumb, but like any way somebody can get their ideas into like a like a a physical format to where we can now click, download, listen, buy on vinyl. I think it's cool. And I had this, this so the, the the artist in question is Girl in Red. She's some girl from from Norway. And I had never heard of her until the record show when I was selling this record and I didn't know what it was. And I because it's a cool like translucent red colored vinyl and it's like twenty, twenty five dollars and mm-hmm. some girl was buying a lot of the stuff from me of like the indie scene stuff that I had. She was buying a couple other stuff that I know who they were. And I didn't want, I was just selling them because I didn't want them or whatever. And she pulled that one out and I asked her like, what, what is that? Like people have been pulling it out and putting it back. And the girl at the record show explained it to me and what it was like. And I was like, Oh, that sounds really fucking cool. Hope this girl doesn't buy it. And she didn't buy it. And so she so put, it put it back and then I pulled it out and put it in my pile. Cause I wanted to listen to it. <laughs> and this, this is a comp actually, but it's a comp from her first two EPs. So side one is her first EP chapter one side two is her second EP chapter two, 2018, 17 mm-hmm. ish area. But yeah, this is, it's just straight like indie pop bedroom pop as, as a genre is kind of called. And it's just, it's indie rock with much more pop elements and very lo-fi recordings that, that I feel complement subject matter and just like an overall musical aesthetic because it's very, it's very personal. She's putting, uh, I don't know, theoretically, you're, the artist is putting all of the final touches on the piece. And so from the horrible drum part to the same, you know, like that, like that stroke style guitar playing, that type of guitar playing. Yes. Those are all basic things that are complementing whatever the artist is trying to say. And I think like at its core, that is, like indie rock, regardless of labels or whatever, like actual like labels, big labels, corporations, labels, that's like indie rock at its core. Labels and, and corporations. Because like labels could be a genre, but labels could also be you're signing with a corporation, like Geffen or... No, I know, but but you said labels like five times. Savoy Records. Most people <laughs> sign to Savoy Records. But this is cool, man, and I was super stoked about it. This was cool. This was cool. So I'm going to play a little bit about a little bit about it. Woo! A little bit of it. So here's a uh, 4 a.m. from uh, Girl in Red. I'm sinking to 
There you go. 4 a.m. From Girl in Red. Yeah. I swear I've heard this song before. Maybe it was on TikTok. I don't know. Yeah, she's popular yeah. on TikTok. Okay, maybe because I, I, I feel like I've heard it when you get the you come across those videos of people like just kind of taking random videos throughout their like their vacation of like the hikes they went on and all that shit, and it's always like this song, yeah, the background music. It's very very typical of of that kind of TikTok. Yeah, I mean I don't have but. TikTok, but I do I do consume media in other formats, and yes, yeah. you are right. Yeah. Like any kind of commercial you see or ad that's for any kind of coffee or a better living, I don't know, item will have a song like this in the background. Yeah. That's very true too. And, uh, I don't know, man, I'm a sucker for like this indie type stuff. And this is, this is, this is pretty fucking dope. This is like the equivalent of, of SoundCloud rap. This is like SoundCloud indie, (laughs) but like way better. (laughs) Like, I think this is way, I, I like this kind of music a lot. I think it's, I think it's just very comforting. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's safe. It's, it's yeah, it's, safe. Safe. it's it's not it's not complicated like you said. It's not overly interesting. It's just it's just nice. Like you don't have to think. It's very basic and I don't know. I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I mean just just like for me because I had this in my collection that I wanted to sell and make money on when and then just having that conversation with some random girl at the record show. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, yeah, this is pretty good stuff. If you like, then we started talking about like old indie because she was a little bit younger, but she knew all like the same, like the modest mouses and the, the strokes is and stuffs like that. And so yeah. we, you know, we were talking about this. She's like, yeah, you'd probably like this. And I was like, well, are you going to buy it? Nah. I was like, okay. Picked it up. But that, <laughs> that conversation alone, like that's, that's another reason why we even go after this medium of music, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen with Spotify. Spotify will that's give me, true. will give me suggestions and stuff, but I don't want to take suggestions from a robot. It's weird. Yeah. I feel like you're, you're more, you're more inclined to, to take somebody's advice in person than you are a fucking algorithm. Yeah. Even though the algorithm, algorithm might be more right. It's just more exciting finding out about something from somebody else. Because the algorithm it's just, it's just different. An algorithm can take all of the data that it can and process into something that it knows you will like. And that's mm-hmm. I think that's fair. No matter what, if Spotify thinks that I will like something, I will. But it doesn't take like emotion into consideration. And we were talking, like 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 Modest Mouse came up and it was weird because like you know, Modest Mouse came up last week and the whole the, the whole like Modest Mouse oh, thing weird with us has been really there. weird and yeah and coincidental. And she was talking about Modest Mouse and, and just like the feeling Modest Mouse has. And, and I agree, even like some of their albums that aren't that great just have really cool feeling to them. And like Animal Collective, when they weren't trying super, super hard to be weird, they had mm-hmm. some really, really great feeling songs. And algorithms don't take like feeling into consideration. And I think that's, that's like the biggest difference. And that's why this was such a hit for me is because there was feeling involved and yeah. listening to it. Maybe it's subjective feeling. I don't know. Maybe it's because of nostalgia for that conversation I had with some random person on the record show. I don't know. But I loved it. And it's on a cool red vinyl. And that's always cool. Yeah, you can't <laughs> go wrong with a cool variant, right? Trains loose and red. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> fucking badass. As stupid as it is, you can't yeah, go wrong with it. I don't care. <laughs> it's great. Oh, this hobby is the worst. I love it. You got to love it. <sighs> What? 
So you gotta love it. You've still never been yeah. to a fucking record show. Like that shit. I blow, know. Dude, that will blow your mind. I know. That's why I was hoping you would have one the weekend that I'm coming out. But like just imagine being in a room for ten hours with people that only want to talk about records. Like, hello. That but that just sounds exhausting. No, it's not at all. Ten hours? Come no. On. Not at all. It's it's Wait. amazing. It's it's something that that I've never we've never experienced we've never experienced anything like that the closest yeah. thing we've ever come to that is like being at the nam convention and just talking music with people and that's essentially what the that, record shows are but that gets the nam show gets obnoxious though well i mean it's, I will because, say that. it's because when we were young we were there to steal and then the older we well, got we, <laughs> we, we weren't, weren't there to steal yes, we were. how, how many picks do you have <laughs> Picked and fucking, we were there I'm to shice. I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I we have like there. 400 picks. I'm looking Dude, at them We right were now. there to shice. We were there to steal. We were there to, no, I shouldn't say steal. We were there to. Yeah, steal's a bad to, word because it was for free. It was all free. You're right. You're right. We just, it's it's like it's like when you go to 7-Eleven and they had like a little take a penny drawer and you're like, you can take a penny if you like, if you need a penny, but no, no one's stopping you from taking all the pennies. Like you no, can if the, you like. That's what no, we no, did. No. We took all the, the pennies. The, the better analogy would be to like going to Costco. And getting and eating a bunch of the free samples. There you go. Only, yeah, you're yeah. Really supposed to eat one. Yeah. But you keep going back every like five minutes, getting like two, and you eat up all the. You eat like a whole French bread pizza, an entire like waffle, and just all the random fucking shit that they give out. <laughs> so gross. Let's do combinations. But I love those both of those foods. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean. That's how Costco yeah, is. No, like, you're right. You're right. That is a better comparison. They'll they'll toast a waffle and then cut it into like six pieces. And then you go to the next station and it's a fucking French bread pizza. The next station is like oats, you know, just like just oats. oats. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, but you know what Some I mean? That's fucking like lady's slanging like, oats as if it was like the best, like it's the best thing ever that's been invented. Or, like, granola, oats or gr- been granola. I, okay, not oats, but granola. You know, like sometimes at Costco you get like the little cups of granola. Yeah. What the fuck is this? It's but then you'll down like four of them, but you'll yeah. down like four of them. Yeah. And, 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 and the biggest difference is going to Nam. we took everything so that the people after us got nothing. <laughs> we were always the, the the people to take. I still have, dude. I still have like stacks and stacks of like Istanbul stickers, oh, dude, saving so stickers. Was, when you, when you said we took so much that other people didn't get the seriously, the first thing that popped in my mind were the Istanbul stickers. Oh my god! I'm because so you and I many. took so many of them. <laughs> Those are rad symbols too, actually. You know, in later years, like kind of like playing them and and stuff like that, like those are pretty cool symbols. Right. Yeah, dude, we were we were idiots, honestly. But well, we got a lot of a lot of free picks. I mean, pick. I mean, I've I've gone, dude. I like I said, I have like probably three to four hundred picks that I still have not used from like two thousand six. So dude, because like, we because so you many of them. Yeah, we don't we don't play shows. We don't we're not flicking them at people's fucking yeah. faces in the crowd and just playing at <laughs> home. I mean. If there's no pick on your guitar when you sit down, I mean, for me at least, I'm too lazy to even get up and get a pick, so I'll just use my fingers. I don't even use a pick. Yeah, true. But if I'm up, I'll put one in there. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I used to stick them in my acoustic guitar in the hole and shake them oh, out when right. I needed yeah, them. Yeah, I used to do that. I remember that, yeah. No, I, I, I always have picks on like my guitar. probably 15 or 20 in my life. That's it. <laughs> probably more, like, during rehearsals and stuff. Yeah, no, I have picks on my guitars. I have, like... Like right now, I have two picks on my desk, like literally right in front of me. So I, I, I have picks everywhere. So I have a pick in my wallet. I have picks in your dude, butt. I, <laughs> I do. I keep three of them in there. Right. Anyway, so is that all you got for uh, girl on girl in red? Girl on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl on fire. Your girl 
is on fire. <laughs> All right, so uh, what I got this week, or last two weeks, because we didn't do an up. Ep- did we not do an episode last week? We did not. No, we did. We didn't do no, one we, for the blink. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we didn't did, do one for the blink. We didn't do a, a vinyl episode. You mean? We no, we did a vinyl episode for Will Smith, and it was rough because we were we didn't finish till like two thirty in the morning. Oh. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, the the last like four days, I've picked up uh, or I've listened to at least uh, refused their third record, The Shape of Punk to Come. Uh, it's a longer title, but it's stupid, so I'm not going to say it. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what it, what it is. It's just well, so every, everybody wants to know now. Well, I don't. I don't want to tell them. They can look it up. Uh, it's, this is their third record. Came out in October 1998. Like two months after this record came out, they they split up. They were done, and for about 12 years, 14 years, got back together, and you know, put out a couple records since. But uh, this is uh, to me. This is my favorite record of theirs. I don't care whatever it's the most popular it is their best uh fanning the flames of discontent is also fucking amazing too but i'm glad i got this i finally got it um i'm stoked i've it's never really like particularly cheap it's always like 25 and up so i got it i think i got it for 25 yeah i got it for 25 and i'm glad i got it it's it's a double lp um it just it just sounds so good this record is just this record is unreal Honestly, there's it's just so fucking good, and there's so many bands you you just can tell took inspiration from them and from this record especially. And I mean, we talked about it because we did this episode, we did this record on the pod like I think a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years. It must have been like two. I think we did it like two years ago, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. It was a it was a long time ago. Yeah, I think it was like two years ago to the date because I remember we did it like around Halloween time. I do remember that for some reason. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great record. If no one's ever heard it, I mean, you're crazy. I mean, new noise. Everyone everyone knows that that high guitar riff thing that he plays. It's so good. But um, yeah, pick that one up. Great stuff. Uh, the next one here. I looked. I've been kind of. I looked it up. You know what it's called? What is it? It's called the shape of punk to come. A chimerical abomination in twelve bursts. Yeah, there it is. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's oh. pretty dumb. The Shape of Punk to Come is solid. I like I like I like that title. But the chimerical abomination in twelve bursts is weird. It's so pretentious. Yeah. Oh, it's so obnoxious. I hate it. I've never called it by its full title because it's it's just nobody ever calls it by its I've full never, title. I've never yeah, I've never I've never heard anybody say its full title. It's stupid. It's so dumb. But <laughs> um kinda going along with other bands of that era that kind of revolutionized the scene and inspired who knows how many other bands. At the drive-in, uh, their their second record in Casino out. Uh, mm. This one came out in uh, August of 1998, and uh, at the drive-in, you know, has has my boy Omar. I mean, you can't go wrong with Omar. Honestly, we all know that. Mars Volta at the drive-in. Wow. Forget about it. Wow. It's great. Some amazing solo records. Anti. Self-title is pretty pretty rough. What do you mean? It's rough. It's not good. It's arguably Omar's bad. Omar's solo record. His self-titled solo record. No, get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. a great one. It's, I don't think you've ever listened to it. It's possibly his worst. I don't think we're talking about the same record. The one the, the one with zero equals two. No, that, that's a collaboration record. That's not... Oh. He, has, he has a solo record. What's that one I, called? It's, a sol- it's the self-titled. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one that you're oh, referring to... everything. The one that you're referring to is Omar Rodriguez Lopez and John Frusciante. That's what that one is called. The one with zero equals two. Yeah, yeah, that one. The acoustic one. 
Oh, it's obnoxious. Yeah, but the other one I have on vinyl, his his actual like Omar Rodriguez Lopez record, I have that on on picture disc because oh, it was only ever pressed on picture disc. I think you brought that one over here, and that was that one was good. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's a great record. But anyway, yeah, at the drive-in, I picked up this one. Dumb. This is the the 2012 repress. It's on clear vinyl. Uh, I've always kind of had it on my wish list on Discogs, kind of waiting for something to lowball. And I found it, it lowballed more so than I expected. And I picked it up like immediately and it shipped here within like three days. So not complaining. Oh. It sounds great. No skips, no loops. I mean, this I, I've actually listened to this record three times since I got it. It's really fucking good. I, I always forget about it. Like I always go out, I always, obviously I always go back to relationship and then I always kind of finish it up with, with, um, Interalia. But then I always forget to go back to in casino and I don't know why it's just, I love this record. It's, it's yeah, I don't know why either. It's, uh, I, I don't know why you, you, I mean, maybe because you have it on vinyl, you go back to Interalia, but I mean, in casino and El Gran Orgo are both better than Interalia. I, I really like Interalia. And Via is better than Interalia. Well, Via, well, Via is very good though, but I don't have Via on vinyl. That's expensive. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah. For an EP. Fuck that. Mm, yeah. Blah, for four blah. songs, five songs. Yeah, fuck that. But anyway, yeah, at the drive-in and casino out, it's much cheaper than relationship ever is. So if you get the chance to buy it, just grab it. It's so good. This one here is, uh, this next one here is uh, Rites of Spring. I don't know. Have you ever heard of them, Jeff? No. No. So th- these are the guys, these are like the originators of emo. Uh, they put out one record in the 80s it, in February of 1985, self-titled. Uh, the the guitarist singer actually played with Fugazi for a long time as well. Uh, Ian Mackay produced this record, mm. but but yeah, they're, they're they're like hardcore punk of the '80s, but they had essentially like emo lyrics and kind of emo style. So they were like pretty much every emo you band you've heard have taken inspiration from Rites of Spring, and they've been just it, they're just one of those bands that you've never really heard. It's like Gorilla Biscuits or or shit like that, you know. They're super inspirational bands, but you just kind of have to dig for them. And considering they only put out one record in 85, a lot of people, or some people haven't heard of them, but they're, they're a great band. And I got into them because of actually Tom DeLonge, because he has a song called Rites of Spring. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I remember looking it up years and years and years ago, and I found out there's a band called that. I did a little bit of research back then, and I thought, I mean, it's, it's a solid record. It's just, they're, they're really cool. They were only a band for two years. And uh, yeah, so go check it out. Rites of Spring, pretty cool hardcore band from the '80s. If you're interested in that, so get into it. Very you really interesting. have never heard of them? No, I mean, like, so was Ian McKay or Ian McKay? Was he in the band? No, he wasn't. He he was he was friends with um. I think the, the singer guitarist name is like Greg Picciato or something like that. Hmm. And he was he was the guy in uh, in Rites of Spring, but he was really good friends with Ian. And so Ian produced the record, and then after Rites of Spring broke up, uh, he went and joined Fugazi as a guitar player. And then I think he did like I don't know, maybe two, maybe three records with Fugazi. I can't remember. But they're all kind of. I think he did like a lot of records with Fugazi. No, a lot, a lot. Yeah, he might have. I don't know. I'd have to look again, but because I'm not a big Fugazi guy. Yeah, no, people. People say that we would like them a lot, and we still don't dive into them at first. We will though. I mean, at one point, I never will. thought I never thought I'd be a Black Flagman, and then we did the episode, and now I fucking I listen to Bla- I listen to Black Flag a lot, like at least once or twice a week. Yeah, some I of Black to, like, Flag is a couple of the records fucking unmatched, and some of Black so Flag is good. really really stupid. 
Most of it's really good though. There's only like two. There's like Mo- one bad uh, record and one. Most of it record. is most of it is good. I, I I think some of it is really really good, but most of it is good. Okay, fair. That's fair. Yeah. But go check out Red to Spring. Good stuff. Yeah, one, I'm, in, the one I'm interested. Where'd you buy the uh, record at? Uh, I got this one at where the fuck did I get it? I got it with I got it at Glass House. Yeah, yeah, I got it at Glass House uh, last week, late last week. I picked up this one. I picked up I don't even remember what else. I, oh, I picked up my pick of the week and a few and refused and shit like that because mm. I've always been kind of looking out for it, but I've never seen it in the wild and it was cheap. It was like twenty bucks, and it's a pretty raw sounding record, so it's not it's not smooth. It's not it's like melodic but not like good melodic if that hmm. makes sense it's very very rough very very rough but uh but i dig it and i mean it's it's cool to go back and see where a lot of like certain genres of music kind of started out so get into that uh this one I actually forgot i had in my backlog and i was going through him and uh, it's johnny smith his record kaleidoscope this is one of the last records he put out before he retired from music and moved to Colorado and uh, came out in 1968. So it's like his like 22nd record or some shit like that. <laughs> but uh, this one has his, his cover of uh, Walk Don't Run. So Ooh, the most popular thing cover. he ever did. Yeah. So uh, that's what he was best known for was that cover, even though he's so much better than that cover. Like, But he, I, I mean, he, that's his song though. He, no, he, the Ventures covered well, him. Well, I know they covered him, but it's like, but still, like the Ventures version is more popular than the Johnny Smith. Obviously, yeah. the John, it's more popular. So, and it is the, obviously the most popular song he's known for. But he's so much better than that one song. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, he's just he's Johnny Smith is just to me is like one of the most underrated jazz players of all time, guitar players of all time. His his tone and his feel was just dude. It's unmatched. It is just so fucking cool. Johnny Smith, if, if you have not heard of him, go look him up. I've talked to him about, about him a bunch on the pod. Yeah, just just get into it, man. He's, it's, it's great. And it sucks because on Spotify, only like three of his records are on Spotify. Or maybe, I think four, actually. So you have to find other ways of listening to his music. But Yeah, yeah like vinyls. Yeah, like vinyls. And then... I was kind of like I was kind of looking around because I because he has a record with Stan Getz called Moonlight in, Moonlight in Vermont, and that's how I discovered him, was through that. And I tried to look up like if it's been repressed, and like the last pressing is from like 1969 or something. Oh like yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, and and you, there's like no mint copies at all. I think the most expensive copy is like eighty dollars, and it's like not even in that great of condition. Ugh. I mean, I already have it on vinyl, but I have like a the rating system is like very good and then good like the the media is very good and then the the actual jacket is rated good and that's like pretty much as high as you're gonna go i paid like 15 i think for it oh that's not bad no no it's not bad at all and and i only picked it up because of stan getz because i was getting more into stan getz at the time and then i saw oh who's this guitar player and then i kind of looked him up real quick and i didn't even listen to anything and i'm like i'll just get it 15 bucks free shipping i'll get it so yeah and then i just kind of like fucking so good man I, it's unbelievable how good of a guitar player he is. Anyway, got two things left. Uh, Les Baxter picked up this record for a dollar. <laughs> took a gamble on it. Took a gamble on this one. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's called Tambu. It's his 12th album. Came out in 1955. Uh, he uses a lot of uh, calypso and kind of like tribal sounding percussion on this record. 
uh, and that, that's kind of what attracted me to it. And it had like the cover had a lot of like exotica looking themes to it or like tiki looking things, even though those two Calypso and tiki aren't the same thing. But also knowing where he comes from, I, I was interested. And I thought, you know, it's a dollar. You know, I'm not dollar. Gonna, what do you mean it's for dollar? I'm not gonna bitch. And it's yeah. fucking good, man. It's really good. It's not like you and I were talking about off the pod. Les Baxter kind of has like he's like Jackie Gleason. They're they're kind of hit or miss. Like they're either big band or they're they're really good, uh, like exotica lounge music. And this is one of those examples of like a good exotica record with some some pretty good percussion and it's a good balance of it all and uh and yeah it's really good if you ever see it i'm sure you'll find it at some point jeff if you ever looked it's, it's it'll be cheap i'm sure but it's called tambu so yeah there's i mean there's like a lot of that whole era of the 50s with les baxter because one of the ones i have is similar to that also and it has yeah. whatever that tiki influence is because they all, all the cover all of his covers in the 50s have that same feel to them yeah. Not not strictly like a mask tiki, but just you know, I don't know, like the colors, the the font, everything about it has like that tiki, I don't know. No, I can feel to it. Well, I mean, and him and Martin Denny were like the originators. They were the godfathers of exotica music. So they they spearheaded that. But definitely get into it if you ever see it. And uh the last thing here, I picked this one up from Glasshouse. This this leads into my song of the week. And it's uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. It's his first record. came out in 1958. It's called At Home with Screaming Jay Hawkins. And uh, it's a repress. It's I think it's from 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and the guy at Glasshouse, he's like, yeah, I've been looking for an original copy of this. He said they're like almost impossible to find. They go for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> and, and we were just talking about Screaming Jay Hawkins, and he just he loves this guy. He was telling me all about it and shit. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we we've talked about this guy on the pod before. I've even brought one of his songs to the pod before. Uh, he's best known for "I Put a Spell on You." That is his song, and has been covered by CCR and Jeff Buckley and fucking thousands of other artists. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he was a wild character. He, if you've never read anything or heard anything about him, his stage presence was just just so crazy and out there and like scary at the time i guess you could say because it was very shocking it was shocking yeah it was like the first shock rocker of all time you know and uh and but his voice like his voice just was amazing like he's it was unreal how amazing of a singer he was and what he could do with his voice on top of the music itself and then you read about his personal life and he claims to have had over 30 or 37 to 57 kids and there's even like a website out there trying to like trace all of his children, even to this day. <laughs> and it's fucking wild. It is his his story is is so crazy. So I if anybody's never heard his music, at least go look up his story because it's fucking nuts. I have brought like I said, I brought one of his songs to the pod before. I think I brought Hong Kong to the pod and uh this time around I brought I Love Paris. This is the first I mean, besides I put a spell on you, this was the first Screaming Jay song I ever heard, and uh it's really cool. It's really good. So here's uh here's I Love Paris from Screaming Jay Hawkins. Every time I look down on this timeless town, whether blue or gray be her skies, whether loud be her cheers or whether soft. 
Screaming Jay Hawkins and the song I Love Paris. So good. It's, it's a ridiculous song, but my God, it's so good. His voice, it's just, it's unreal. But what do you think of this one? That, no, it's, I mean, I think the first time I ever, the first time I ever, it's a Simpsons. And the first time I ever really knew that Screaming Jay Hawkins was a person was the Simpsons because they played his version of I Put a Spell on You. My mom loves CCR. And so yeah. growing up, I've heard a lot of CCR. And so when I heard this, I was like, oh, dude, this is somebody doing like a CCR cover. And then <laughs> it's not. And it's like CCR was doing a cover of it. So that's the first time that I heard Screaming Jay Hawkins was on a Simpsons episode, like early on, maybe, I don't know, freshman year of high school or middle school even. That's so weird. So that's, I don't know, that's weird. And so there's a lot of like weird nostalgia with Screaming Jay Hawkins, but I never really got into him until I started really playing music and then getting into a lot of blues music and then realizing that everybody's covering these older blues guys. Yeah. And yeah. I've just, I've never heard anything bad by him. Honestly, just, I've never heard anything bad. I've never heard anything that didn't excite me. And this excites yeah. me because not only is it kind of like a, a, a joke on Paris, but it sounds, it sounds like it'd be from a movie, like, like from the end of a movie where they're <laughs> talking about Paris. You know what I mean? But then yeah, yeah. he weirds it up. He shocks it up. I do like, like in this song how, how it's like the first 20, 25 seconds. It sounds like it's straight out of a Disney movie, like with like the chorus kind of yeah, like a people musical. singing. And then all of a sudden it just goes, doom, 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 doom. It's just like it just drops into something completely different. You're like, what the fuck was that? It's like a joke. And then <laughs> it's so good. His music is so great. Oh, it's unreal. I love it. Yeah, it's good so, stuff. That's all I got for my vinyls and my pick of the week. Uh, you got anything else? I can't remember what Simpsons episode it was. I have no idea, honestly. I'll look it up. But, uh, but yeah. So should we just jump into new music and other stuff, or while you look? Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so no new albums came out this week, or I guess Tech Nine put out yeah. a new album uh, called Asinine. Did you listen to the song? <laughs> I did listen to the song. Yeah. It has Dude, the rock on it. It's got the rock. What is he doing <laughs> now? What is going on here? That, that, he I, can do I, everything. I have no idea. 
He can do it all. That's someone, what he is. Someone just posted like, oh, new, new Tech 9 has The Rock. And I was like, what the fuck? This has got to be a joke. No way. And first of all, I mean, I love The Rock. I love The Rock. I love everything he does. But T is terrible at rapping. <laughs> Awful at rapping. But it was funny because he still has that kind of like, because he's always positive. So he has that kind of rock positivity coming through him. And it's yeah, fine. Yeah. And Tech Nine's a killer, a killer rapper. And I listened to the album itself. And How was that? It's It's fine. It's fine. Like typical Tech Nine, yeah. But um, it seems like he's trying too hard now. There's a lot of guests mm-hmm. on the album in its entirety, like a lot. Like I think every song is like two or three guests. Damn, it's a that's little, it's weird. a little, it's a little distracting. I guess he kind of wanted to get away from the Ross Robinson style and just kind of go back to his old roots. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I haven't listened to that, but I did want to say, or I did want to make a su- a suggestion. It might be kind of annoying and. Actually, it could be. It would probably probably be very annoying if we did this. But if we did a month of only doing albums that have the word asinine in it, I don't know. Just no, throw that, that would, idea out there. I mean, I can't. What other albums have asinine? In? I have no idea. That that's the whole point. Like just I'm, typing I'm in. Down. Like it. It would be a fun little thing to do. Or maybe like once a month we do it. We do an album with the word asinine in it, just to I kind mean, of I shake just, it up a bit. I just Googled albums with Asinine and there's there's an album by a couple skate. That's the album that's the group name and the album's called Asinine Insertions of Inappropriate Implantations. <laughs> there's there's Luso, the artist, and their album was called Asinine. Never heard of either of those artists. Dark Con of Man. The album's called Asinine Divine. Okay. Well, there's a lot of Asinines. I've never heard of any of these people. I think it might be interesting. If we uh, if we kind of not maybe not do a whole month, we we could we could we could. I mean, I don't want to start with Tech Nine by any means, because album's not that. I don't want to do that album in its entirety. <laughs> I imagine most of the albums aren't going to be that great, but it, it was it was an idea. So. This one's, but, this one's cool. C- C- Capybara in the album's called Asinine. It's got a cool. Okay. Oh, it's only one song. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a single. <laughs> Well, okay. we'll talk about it off the pod, I guess. All right. All right. But it, right. it's an idea. So um, the other the other new song, actually, that came out was uh, from Circus Survive. It's called Imposter Syndrome. It's coming off their new EP next week, and or this week, actually, I think. And, uh, I mean, you should have listened to it because I, we were talking about it in our group chat like three, four days ago. But yeah. apparently you didn't listen to it. But it's I was mad about the, pre, the pre-orders. They were too expensive. Way yeah, too it was expensive. Like, what, 25 for an EP? Yeah, if you yeah, at least I I saw just bundles and the bundles were like 60 bucks. Yeah, the bundles were wild. But uh but yeah, so it's 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 pretty we just did circle on the pod a couple months ago and it was very much of what you would expect from them. There was nothing there new or super exciting, I guess. So, I don't know. That that I it's whatever. We're not going to play either one of the songs unless you really wanted to, but I don't Okay, so do you got anything else to say on this episode? Bye, 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 dope. Okay, so this is Asinine Radio. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, and thank you all for listening. And uh, that's it. Uh, That's all. I did it.